views, ideas, and opinions of all of us here on Well Loved, and our guests are their own. And you should always seek additional professional opinion and advice pertaining to any of the topics discussed here on Well Loved with Lucia. Hello and welcome to Well Loved with Lucia. We are back. If you were just listening to part one of the four communication styles, what is yours and how do you change it? This is part two where we are welcoming back Dr. Anna Crest, licensed clinical psychologist to talk about communication, how to enhance it, how to know what style is yours, um, and to work on finding the love and relationship that is healthy, the one that you, I know that you want, at least for myself, I know that communication has been the foundation of what I think is a relationship that I really liked and a relationship that I struggled with. It always came down to how do we communicate? If you listen to part one and you're just coming into part two, you may hear me say this again, but maybe you started on part two, but communication and lack of communication or challenges in communication is one of the top reasons that people do get divorced or break up. So, I feel like as we launch into Well Loved with Lucia, this is probably the most foundational episode where you can learn about what is my communication style and how do I change it if I'm learning maybe it is impacting how I talk to people or how I talk to my partner or how my partner communicates with me. The end of the day, being in a relationship is all about wanting to be loved, right? Feeling heard and having that person on the other side that you feel like gets you. Sometimes it's literally just the way that we're communicating that is the difference between someone who really does love and cherish you, making you feel like you're loved and cherished. So that's why we feel like this episode and last part one of two is so foundational to the show Well Loved. If you haven't listened to part one, that's where we talked about the four communication styles. So definitely encourage you to go back and listen to Dr. Anna Kress, licensed clinical psychologist, talk about those. In this episode, we're talking about how do you change your communication style? So maybe you heard her say something that really resonated about your communication style, but you don't know how to work on that to be a different communicator in your relationship. We're going to help you get there. Um, So I know we talked a lot about stats and research in the opening of part one. So if you haven't heard, again, click above, below. It's around, I promise it's around somewhere, um, part one of the four communication styles. And for everyone else, or maybe you just want to dive right in um, to hearing about how to change your communication style, maybe you already know what yours is and you want to work to change it. Uh, We will be right back. Dr. Anna Kress will be back joining us here in just a moment on Well Loved. This is Well Loved with Lucia. Dr. Chris, welcome back um, again. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me again. So happy to be here. So much valuable information that you've given us to date. One of the things that we always like to talk about are pathways to different, right? Because mm-hmm. you've identified someplace that we don't want to be. How can we get to where we want to be, right? So strategies and techniques, obviously one of those um, key ways. And of course, always, always, as our disclaimer says, consult your own mental health um, therapist because needs do differ, right? client to client. But when we're talking about strategies and techniques for changing some of these styles, can you help us? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, 
the first step is really recognizing what our style is. Mm -hmm. So if, you know, with the ones we talked about before, you know, we're an assertive, passive, aggressive, and then passive aggressive. And so recognizing your style is really important. And then, you know, if, if you tend to be more on the passive side, you know, learning how to be more direct is really the key to the work. And sometimes you have to really get yourself excited about it and sort of give yourself a pep talk before you can do it. You know, these are not things that we can always do like on the spot. Sometimes that takes some practice and some preparation. And also just like with a passive style, working on boundaries. And again, that can take a lot of sort of preparation, maybe working on a an assertiveness script that you would use for a situation. Mm-hmm. So that would be for more the passive styles. Um, and we could talk about specific techniques, but um, for an aggressive style, it's more about learning how to pause and how to, you know, reduce our stress response in the moment and work on our listening skills, you know, so that we don't discount someone's experience or, you know, criticize or start debating. Mm-hmm. So really it's about pausing, regulating our own physical experience with deep breathing, and then hopefully doing our best to choose a response. I mean, even with a passive style, you know, it is stressful to not be able to express yourself or to have to, um, to assert yourself. So again, with that, it's also important to learn to regulate your emotions and that can be through deep breathing and then preparation. You know, there are different uh, techniques for becoming more assertive. The first thing I would say is, just noticing what situations, you know, taking an inventory, noticing which situations really um, do you struggle with. Maybe it's a certain type of person, or maybe it is just one person, or maybe it's a certain type of situation. And really looking at that. And what are you afraid of would happen if you were assertive in that situation? You know, really challenging yourself because the reality is like, let's say you are with a friend who is actually like a supportive friend or partner, you know, expressing your needs assertively in that situation can be very safe, Mm. right? And so really challenging yourself to think about like, when is this happening? And mm -hmm. it sounds like taking a chance, right? Um, To do something new and it's going to feel uncomfortable. I always say that (laughs) growth is uncomfortable. When you're in the gym and you're building new muscle, it's not fun. It's not comfortable, right? This is going to feel uncomfortable when you're working towards better sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. And I think to like lean into that as much as you can is a part of the process because it's not comfortable, but you're going to get so much out of it you know, long-term. And so really leaning into that, I think is, is important. And, you know, you can start also just by working on your body language. Like I mentioned last time, you know, an assertive body language is like an open posture, you know, um, standing up straight or sitting up straight, very calm and firm tone of voice, good eye contact. Those things can feel really uncomfortable if you're used to like a passive style for example, or even an aggressive style to kind of like step back, that can feel really awkward at first. So practicing that in situations like your tone of voice can be really helpful, you know, just, just as a way to sort of dip your toe in, like, how can I embody that before I even enter the situation? Um, and, you know, there are strategies that you can use for assertiveness, like, you know, as simple as like asking for time. You know, if someone asks something of you and you typically, let's say you you say yes immediately, um, you might say, you know, 
I need to think about that, or I'll get back to you in a few days. Or, um, you know, let's say you have more of an avoidance style and your partner's kind of, you know, if you feel like they're being a little critical or they're kind of asking for things and you're not really ready to process what they're saying, you know, you can say something like, you've told me a lot and I need time to process it to think, to see what I think. You know, can we talk about it in an hour? You know, you can ask for time. That can be a, a strategy. Yeah, they never come back, right? And then you're re-asking them, right? Like they sort of use that as a, as an out and then it never really loops back to it. Yeah. I mean, that would be an, uh, that would be an avoidance strategy for sure, rather than an assertive strategy. And I think, you know, if the person is, um, actively working on becoming more assertive, they might be tempted to do that, to do that. But if they're actively trying to be more assertive, then, you know, that would be something that they would be accountable for is coming back. But if you're on the receiving end of it, for sure, it can be used as an avoidance strategy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But as for like an assertiveness technique, you know, that, that can really um, give you some time to reduce your stress response. So let's say you are avoidant and you are using that strategy to, to take that time to leave the situation, reduce your stress response, remind yourself that you're safe in this relationship and that it's okay to ask for what you need or to express yourself. Um, and do that, you know, maybe to the comfort level that you can, maybe it's not like divulging everything that you're feeling and thinking in the moment, but at least making some effort to be a little bit more open and vulnerable with that person. If they're a safe person, and so I think it's a good strategy if you are willing to work on assertiveness, right? Not to use it as avoidance, um, to further the avoidance, but, um, you know, and, and there are other strategies you can use too, you, you know, using I statements. That's a pretty quick way to sort of change um, the script, you know, rather than saying like, you have no respect for me by leaving a mess everywhere. You can say something like, you know, I feel devalued when you leave things lying around. Or rather than saying like, um, you make me angry when you keep making plans without consulting me. You can say something like, I feel angry when you don't ask me how I feel about a plan or ask me um, if I want to do something different. So again, like making those I statements can be really important. And remembering that, you know, if you're making a request with an I statement, um, you know, you're not demanding something. But you, you're saying, you know, I would appreciate it if you did this. Or I want us to go to XYZ, you know. And to if you're making an I statement that, revolves, uh, that um, involves a request, you know, you don't have to be apologetic about it. You know, you could be kind of as matter of fact as possible. And they, say, they then say thank you. And, you know, you could even make it positive. You could say, like, if you make me dinner, I'll go, you know, I'll do the dishes afterwards. So you can even, like include a, a consequence like a positive consequence or if you brush your teeth fast you know with kids or right now i'll have time to read a bedtime story so you know there are ways to phrase these things and i think you know on the spot if you haven't practiced assertiveness skills it can be very difficult to do it um if you've never you know done it so i think making a script if you're working with a therapist, you know, you can do that or on your own or using some kind of workbook or something, um, you know, like a script where you say, I think this, you know, and I feel this and I want this, you know, like, for example, 
um, I think we haven't spent much time together lately and I feel hurt or rejected or whatever, sad, lonely. Um, can we go out this Friday? Can we talk about the interaction between mm-hmm. styles too? So that is a very assertive slash right secure. Mm-hmm. I, I hear secure attacher there, right? Asking for what. So let's say you've changed your style to that and then you are starting to pick up on your partner's style and your partner's response to that is something like, well, you know, I work all the time. I haven't had time, right? Yeah. More of the aggressive response is how I would house that. I don't know. Was that how you would house that? Yeah, yeah. So how do you work with that, right? So if you have this secure, we've established this is secure assertive style for ourselves and not to prematurely cut you off from strategies, but how would you, once you've established it, work with the other styles? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Because I think that, you know, at the end of the day, it comes down to safety. So even if someone has more of an aggressive style or like, you know, more avoidant or passive, it really does come down to safety in the relationship and distressed partners who are, you know, feeling like their emotional needs aren't being met in the moment, like their need to be seen or heard or felt. Like the example you gave, that person might feel criticized, right? Based on their past experiences, they might be, feel criticized like, oh, so you think I don't spend enough time with you? but I'm working so hard for you, you know? Mm -hmm. And so um, in that moment, you know, a distressed partner who feels like their emotional needs aren't being met, they might show their distress in very different ways. But at the end of the day, they're both saying, you know, do you have my back? Do I matter to you? Can I count on you? They are both saying it in very, very different ways. And often what that looks like is like a dance that partners will do where they get into a pattern. For example, they might get into a pattern and there are different names for these kind of patterns, but um, you know, a pursuer and a distancer or one partner is maybe being more critical or like that a little bit more aggressive maybe, or, you know, maybe they're trying to be assertive and someone interprets it as aggressive. And so the other person pulls away more. And so one partner could be shutting down while the other person is trying to get a response. And if they're not getting a response, they might actually up the ante and become more aggressive yes. um, as a response, you know, as a way to try to get a response. Mm-hmm. And so when we do get into those patterns, it's so important to actually point out the pattern, right? And in couples therapy, you know, I, I'm not a couples therapist, so I work individually with people. But when I'm working individually, you know, I often recommend the book, um, Hold Me Tight. Um, Seven Conversations for a Lifetime of Love uh, by Dr. Sue Johnson. You know, she does like emotionally focused couples therapy. And, you know, if you're doing couples therapy, you would work on that, those kind of skills, you know, to see the pattern that you and your partner have. But, you know, when I work with someone individually, we can also kind of, at least I can provide psychoeducation about that. Like what, what is the pattern that you have? Is it sort of this demand and withdrawal pattern with your partner? Is it maybe like one of the other ones that um, Dr. Sue Johnson talks about is find the bad guy. Is it to sort of cast blame or have you both kind of shut down? And is it like, uh, you know, she calls it like flee and freeze, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you're familiar with, you know, these, these kind of uh, patterns that, you know, you're sort of shutting down, detaching, grieving the relationship because you haven't gotten a response. And maybe the other person is just kind of throwing themselves into work or throwing themselves into an activity, being very logical. And you've kind of both shut down. So naming the pattern that's going on 
is a really important step to getting back to safety so that you can actually work on your, uh, you know, both of you having a more assertive communication style, you know, and sometimes you can, you can name it like a a funny kind of name, you know, let's, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of a client, for example, who, when her partner would have a lot of, you know, a big deadline at work and would be extra busy. Um, and what they noticed in their couples therapy and, and in our work as well is that she would feel abandoned by that. And so she would actually create sort of um, more conflict in the relationship in order to kind of reassure herself that they did have a strong bond and that he wasn't abandoning her. And so, you know, because he was so open to working on these issues in couples therapy, they were able to sort of name that the uh, deadline dance. Makes total sense, right? If there's two different communication styles that are not in the assertive, but Mm -hmm. if you're assertive and you want, and you can stay in assertive, right? And you have someone that is passive or passive aggressive or aggressive, and you've learned to not amp yourself up. You're just going to be assertive, but they're not moving. Is there really not much you can do there? Or is there something you can do? Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, when someone isn't getting the message, let's say it's like not even a partner. Let's say it's someone that you are, you know, you have to have an, uh, some kind of relationship with uh, in work or something like that. Um, you can use what's called the broken record technique, which is that you come up with some sort of a short, easy statement, um, about what you want and just keep repeating it in a matter of fact way. And, you know, you're saying it politely and you're saying it clearly, but you're not like trying to rationalize it. You're not trying to like give evidence for why your position is correct. You're just kind of like saying it matter of factly, like, and just repeating it. Like, I hear what you're saying and this is what I need, you know? And so you can use a broken record technique, but I think, you know, when it comes to like intimate relationships, it's so much more complicated because when it comes to like the research on intimate relationships and like uh, marriages specifically, that it's not necessarily the level of conflict that predicts whether a marriage will last, let's say past five years, but the lack of emotional responsiveness. So really creating safety in relationships is the key. Um, And there are actually like, you know, secure attachment skills that you can learn and use, especially if both partners are on board, that will actually help the communication become much more agreeable in an assertive, not in a passive way. And so if you're using those secure attachment skills, that's really going to help. And it can help across the board. Like I've seen it help with parent-child relationships in, um, you know, parent-teacher relationships in um, couples in, you know, different situations. If you learn how to help someone else feel safe, not in a passive way, but truly feeling safe, it's going to disarm them and they will feel more comfortable. Now, of course, if they have like so many, um, let's say they are avoidant in that example that you gave, it's going to take more time. It's going to take more work for them to feel comfortable, but it can really help the relationship. And it's amazing. I think when you start actually using these skills, how effective they can be. So there's hope, you know, (laughs) I think that that is, we could talk about this for hours. There's, um, 
but this is a great foundational start if you are having problems with communication and you want to both help identify your pattern your partner's pattern, whoever that partner is in the situation. And Dr. Kress, obviously couples counseling or individual counseling, I know is a way to go to help. Your strategies were exceptional. And I love that book, right? Dr. Sue Johnson, Mm -hmm. if anyone's listening and looking for additional resources, but anything else you recommend resource-wise? Resource-wise, I would say that um, The Power of Attachment um, by Diane Poole Heller is an excellent book on attachment. And again, that will teach you how to create safety because at the end of the day, it's not about like, especially when it comes to like romantic relationships, it's not about the, um, you know, the facts of any kind of conflict, but it's about the safety in the relationship and about getting emotional needs met. And so I think if you can do that, the assertiveness comes much, much, much more easily that sort of skills um, when you have like that safety and when you feel safe and then the person you're with feels safe. I do. So that's a great book. That it is. Uh, if someone does have a assertive communication style and someone doesn't in the relationship, it does put more pressure on you as the person mm-hmm. and responsibility. Right. And that can feel tiring sometimes. Yes. So self-care for yourself when you've really taken on something that, um, I mean, uh, your partner needs to change, right? And do the work as well. But you do have some responsibility, right? Um, in that interaction. So it can feel, in my experience, it can feel tiring, right? Yeah. To try to stay in assertive when someone, it's almost like walking on a balance beam and someone's trying to push you off. And you're like, nope, I'm staying on my beam. I'm staying on my beam. I'm staying on my beam. Yeah. And I think like, like you're so right. It, it takes a lot of self-care in those kind of situations because we can't change anyone. We can't heal anyone. We can't, you know, um, take on the responsibility of their behavior. Um, you know, they have to be accountable for that. Um, the only thing we can work on is, you know, our part in the relationship pattern. Um, and often when we change our part, there is some, you know, something does often change as a result of that and increasing the safety in relationship, we can work on that, but it can be so exhausting if the other person isn't willing to do any work. I mean, I think that's an issue where, you know, you have to definitely get support and self-care and also, you know, considering like what's healthy for you in that situation. Is it to stay in that situation? Is it to seek couples therapy? Is it to, um, like you, you shouldn't be doing all the work for sure in relationships. That's for sure. Absolutely. Dr. Anna Kress, if um, our listeners and viewers want to find you, where can we find you? Uh, you can go on my website. That's drannacress.com. That's D-R-A-N-N-A-K-R-E-S-S.com. Or I'm on Instagram at Dr. Anna Kress. Perfect. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. A treat and retreat for your day. This is Well Loved with Lucia. Thank you again to Dr. Anna Kress for joining us today and just giving us so much valuable information to everybody who is listening. Thank you so much for joining us here. 
I promise you that, you know, Lucia and Knight was the old name of the show. We just felt like well-loved was more in line with what we're doing here at Well Seekers. The tag of well-loved is all about bringing love home. So how do we just focus on loving yourself, loving the people that are in your home, loving the people that are in your life? Um, everything here at Well Seekers is focused on finding and feeling better, giving you the keys to bright and well living, forming a relationship with yourself and other people, rising, coming back, thriving. I know if you're anything like me, you've had a lot of dips and valleys in your life, but there, I promise you, there is a comeback in it for you too. There is a rising in it for you too. There is a thriving in it for you too. Sometimes we just need a little bit of help getting there. And what better way than to focus on relationships, which is what this show is all about. Um, so I hope you'll join us as we continue with Well Loved here on Well Seekers and make sure to reach out on social media. We're on there all the time, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Well Seekers. You can find me on Instagram at Lucia Naz, L-U-C-I-A-N-A-Z-Z. Um, and we'll put all those links below. From all of us here at Well Loved, thank you so much for being a part of our family. We so value and treasure our time here together. We know you have so many other options, especially now. So thanks for including us in your day. We're truly grateful for it. So from all of us here at Well Loved, thanks for being a part of our family and thanks for letting us be a part of yours. We'll talk to you soon. Find a new kind of love for yourself and others. 